this is Sandy Shepard, and welcome back to BeAvantGirl.com. In this episode 10, we will be going more in-depth about feng shui as an ordering technique. This will work as a companion podcast to my appearance on ABC's View from the Bay on May 5th. Relax. Pull up a chair and join us for the Be A Bond Girl podcast, featuring mastermind coach and author of Fempowerment, Unleashing Your Inner Bond Girl, Sandy Shepard. Hey there, welcome back to BeABondGirl.com. As those of you who have been with me for a while know, I did a podcast on feng shui a bit ago as a way to organize your physical life, whether it's your home, your office, your car, your desk, after you have decluttered it. Well, on May 5th, I will be on View from the Bay, ABC's TV show here in the San Francisco area that appears right before Oprah. And as I will only have four to eight minutes live to discuss feng shui, I thought it might be a good idea to put a podcast up that really goes a bit more in depth that I'm sure I'll be able to cover in those four to eight minutes. So that's what this podcast is all about. Our physical environments, and particularly our homes, are mirrors of ourselves. They can be sanctuaries for retreat, places of recharge, and places to regenerate ourselves. To understand how to cleanse and clear the energies of your home, it's essential to understand that everything is composed of constantly changing energy and that you are not separate from the world and energy around you. Now, a lot of people think, mm, what's this new age woo-woo energy thing? But when you step into a room charged from an argument, you feel it. If you step into a room full of comforting and joyful things, you will get a similar energetic charge. The energy that is invested in things is powerful and important, and we can also train our brains to look for support by the way in which we order our world using techniques such as feng shui. Feng shui believes that every area is made up of nine sectors called the bagua. Simply placing the bagua map on the area you are considering, you have regions in that room or desk or your home or office space that correspond to parts of your life. These nine areas are stacked like a square, with the bottom of the square aligned with the entrance to that room or home or area. There are two types of feng shui. One lines up the, as I said, the entrance to that room or home or area with the bottom of that square grid. That's called black hat or western feng shui. That's what I happen to practice. The other form of feng shui is called compass-based feng shui. And in that feng shui, the, uh, that area that's at the bottom of that square is always facing south. Now, to me, I think of feng shui as an ordering technique for the brain. And so I follow 
uh, a technique where I always know in whatever room or on my desk or uh, whatever I'm entering, I know where things are located by where they are in situation compared to me as opposed to compared to the compass. So that's what we're going to talk about here. In feng shui, the bottom three squares from left to right are first, inner knowledge and self-realization, second, career path in life, third, helpful people, travel, and spiritual guides. The middle three squares from left to right are family, ancestors, and heritage, health or chi energy, which corresponds to the exact middle of that room or home or desk or area you're looking at, and to the right of that, children, creativity, and projects. The final or top row of the square to the left is wealth, good fortune, and abundance. In the back middle is fame and, excuse me, is fame and self-expression or reputation, so what you're known for, and the far top right corner is relationships, partnerships, and love or marriage. I will be putting an example of a Bagua square in the show notes so that you can take a look, and if you're more visual, you can see what I'm talking about. But again, it's basically a three square of three, making up those nine sectors. By arranging your home and each room and even your desk with these nine sectors in mind, you give your mind a place to look to if something is awry in one of those areas. For example, if you're having trouble with your husband by having positioned a wonderful picture of the two of you and some silly mementos on the top right of your desk, your mind will be trained to look there in times of partnership strain. So that's the top right corresponding to the relationship area of the Bagua. Similarly, if the top rightmost corner of a room or of your home is dedicated to relationship and partnership, you will have an area to examine and clean up and go to should this go awry in your life. Now, if you're feeling less than abundant, you might visit the top left corner or room of your house. Again, imagine the three by three squares laid on top of your home from the roof and that's how the Bagua square would apply to how your house is situated. In this area, that top left area, you will have placed things that speak to you of wealth and abundance. Now by being congruent like this, you have an area to energetically recharge your batteries in your house, even in your office and in every room of your house, starting from the entry door at that bottom of the Bagua Square. As you can imagine, this means that the wealth corner in the wealth room of your house is particularly important, as is the relationship corner of the relationship room, etc. Now, your home is also comprised of millions of overlapping energy fields. For example, a chair alone has residual energy from the raw materials that made that chair. So, for example, the energy of a California oak chair will be different than that of an English oak chair. It also has the energy from the craftspeople who worked on that chair, uh, energy from the former owners of that chair, and your own energy while you sit in that chair. This is not even to discuss the energy of the sun coming into your home, the energy of the home itself and the builders of that home, or the residual energy from interactions that have taken place in your home. This is important because you are not separate from your home or your office or your car. Your home is not 
just an extension of the thoughts and feelings and the energy of its furnishings and surroundings. In a larger sense, your home is you. You are no less your home than you are your body. Both are outer manifestations of your inner energetic fields and your spirit, which is the true you. So in the deepest sense, your home reflects and mirrors your consciousness. Just as your body is symbolic of your inner state, your home also reflects that state. So as you can imagine, you can shift personal energy by shifting the energy in your home. For example, the windows are your eyes to the world around you. So just the simple act of cleaning your windows with the intent of being able to see your way in life more clearly will affect that clarity. Now, the four steps for a true feng shui house clearing and organization are first preparation, second purification, third invocation, and fourth preservation. After you have cleared and harmonized your home, your home can function both as a collecting and a transmitting point for energy. Your home, your home can become a peaceful oasis for you, but also more importantly, it can attract and radiate love and clarity out into the world, becoming a beacon that will in turn direct more love and clarity to you. Now, I know this is going to sound strange, but if you really are going to do what I'd call an interior realignment on your house, then I recommend you take a long shower and a salt or sugar scrub immediately before you start. This is to prepare you. Make sure that you uh, scrub all areas of your body, including between your toes and fingers, and then put on loose clothing that has a good energetic feel to you. It's important that you prepare yourself in the same manner that you will be preparing your house. This is not a chore. This is something where you are energizing your house. And so it's something you should be really looking forward to. Also, don't wear jewelry because it gives off energy and be barefoot because it's easier to feel the energies of your house without your shoes. Then you want to sort of do a short warm-up session to loosen up your joints. The point is to get your energy flowing through you so that joy and radiance can enter you and really come from all your, your cells from head to toe. When I used to do feng shui or an interior realignment, it was incredibly important, and I will relay this to you too, just like in chapter one of my book, it's incredibly important how you prepare your house before doing the realignment. You must have taken this seriously. This includes having all drawers and closets completely organized and cleared out and any items with residual energy that don't resonate for you in the in the present moment. So that could be wedding dresses under your bed or dead plants or fat clothes. You must have dealt with all of these before you start realigning your house. This, If you're really serious about getting onto a new energetic path, then you must make those first steps in the same seriousness. Other, pre other preparations that you should do before uh, starting on feng shui or energy realignment are full house cleaning, including the windows, pulling out appliances and cleaning behind them, um, putting the appliances back into place, but 
making sure that everything is cleaned and orderly. For example, when I used to do feng shui or energy realignment, I would open up everybody's refrigerator to see whether it supports that client's intention. Yes, I would open every single drawer everywhere to make sure that they really were serious about doing this. Because if you're not, that means that you're hiding some dead energy and things that you're just not willing to deal with. And then you're not really ready for that feng shui or energy realignment. So if you're really serious, you got to do that cleaning out. If you have a copy of my book, that means going through chapter one and doing what it says. When you get ready to do the um, energy realignment, you should have your drawers and closets open a bit so that um, as you purify and leave an area, the drawers and closets will be closed at the end, but they all should be open so that you are aware you have touched every single thing in this house and you either love it in the now or you will use it in the now. That is basically what everything comes down to. That is what everything in your house should have a current use or it should be absolutely loved in the present. Not as a reminder of your past or not as something that you want to get back into into the future. So here we go. The first step is preparation. Where intention goes, energy flows. Your intention is incredibly important in any clearing. What is your overall intention for the energy realignment and feng shui reorganization? If your overall conscious and subconscious intentions are aligned and are to instill an uplifting energy in the home for the betterment of the occupants and for mankind, so that's what it's going to be. If your overall intention is to contribute to the vibrant health and well-being of the home's occupants and thereby raise the energy of mankind, that's what it'll be. Do you want to create an environment in which you can undertake the creative work that you dream of or to create a warm social center where friends and family will gather and share their hopes and laughter and tears? You need to take the time to clarify, define clearly and write down your intent. This is an essential step. I I guess you could liken this to preparing the soil before you plant a seed. Your intention will be instilled in your home at the time that you clear it, even if you are not constantly thinking about your intent. So you need to take a few moments. At this time, turn off my voice. And if you really are going to be doing a feng shui reorganization or energy realignment, what is your intention for your home? Next, you need to consider what specific results you want for yourself and the other occupants of your home. After you've clarified your overall intention, decide what immediate and specific results that you want. For example, if your overall intention is to generate a loving, creative energy in the home, a specific intention might be to shift energy in the home so that you can write poetry easily and creatively. The specific goal could be further broken down into specific objectives. So... For example, you might decide that you need to create a beautiful workspace separate from the normal living spaces of the rest of your home in which to do your writing. 
or if your overall intention is to create a social center for family and friends, then you might want to consider what specific elements your heart tells you will help bring that intention into being. Is it a kitchen with a big oak table to sit around in a light-filled room where you prepare meals for friends, or everyone gathered together with glasses of wine and takeout, watching movies, or perhaps gathering around your fireplace? Think of your overall intention as... I guess kind of an aerial picture and what you need to drill down to now are your specific intentions. These are focused on, if that was the aerial picture, sort of your street or your house level. Um, just, Just take it down and figure out what actual physical things that you feel would support your intention. Now is the time to write those things down. So what's next? Next, what long-term results do you expect to achieve? It's important to know that as energy is always flowing, clearing and arranging your area is not going to be a one-time deal. You can clear and purify and reset the energy of your house um, during this first realignment session, but then you probably also want to set aside a time, for example, Friday evening after a wonder, wonderful bath, to re-clear your home and reset your intention every week. This will keep your energy and intention focused and current and in the present. When you consider long-term results, you want to consider results that will help concretize your intention. For example, if your overall intention is a home that is abundant and prosperous, your specific intentions might be a financial increase at work, uh, getting rid of objects in the house that make you feel poor, and specifically listing objects in the house that make you feel abundant. So those can be focused on during your session. And then a specific intention might be also living out a specific dream, like a luxury safari to Africa. Now the long-term results could be a continuing and growing feeling of expansiveness and always knowing that you have enough for all your needs to be met. Or let's say that your overall intention is to have a home that contributes to the spiritual development of all occupants, then your specific intentions might be to create a beautiful meditation room area or a altar in your home, or focus on colors and objects in your home that make you feel uplifted and spiritual. And then perhaps a specific intention would be daily private meditation times that become part of your normal routine. Your long-term results might be that all members of the household have an increased sense of connection to their spiritual source, and all members feel more physically and spiritually vital and energetic. That could be the long-term result of the intention and the specific intentions. So now's the time to write down what that long-term results would look like. Now, many of you who might have read feng shui treatises or heard some things about feng shui will know that part of it has to do with rearranging and arranging your furniture and your furnishings, as well as the actual setup of your home in relation to your intention and your desires. If there's 
furniture to be moved or changes to be made, um, it's important to remember that all things in our homes are given importance because of the energy that we have tied to them. You may have items in your home that were given to you and you don't feel you can give up or you feel that you will insult the giver if you get rid of them. You might have furniture that was given to you by an aunt who you hate, but it's good furniture, and so therefore you don't want to part with it. You may have all that kind of stuff going on. You need to think about these issues. It's important to remember that the universe can only fill your glass with new and beautiful gifts if there's room in the glass. As I will often say, it can only pour champagne in that glass if there's no beer in there. By the often difficult parting with personal items that don't resonate a hundred percent with your intention you're giving the universe the ability to replace these items with items that are a hundred percent resonant for you it's a leap of faith but it's critical if you're to lead a hundred percent energized and non-dissonant life so once again you might want to go back through your house. You need to have done that clearing. But really, really take a look at everything in your house and make sure that it does resonate 100% with you. If it belongs to another member of the house, then it might be time to have a discussion. If it's not resonating with you, then it's drawing energy from you. It's one or the other. It's either giving you energy or it's sapping you of energy. So it really is the time to get those things out of your life. One of the things that we did was to set up a gift table in our house. Anyone who comes to our house is required to take a gift off the gift table when they leave. Well, what sort of things are on that gift table? They're things that we love. They're things that we like seeing every day because they're out on the gift table, which is near the front door until those things go away. But in the time period that they're sitting there, we get to enjoy them. They're always things that we are going to be sorry to see go, but that we know don't really have that resonance for us in our lives. We do give things away to charity. We do give things away on free cycle, but we also have those special things that we have on that gift table so that folks can come and take a little bit home with them of something that resonates with them from off of that table. The next step in an energy realignment or feng shui treatment of your home is purification. Before you begin to instill new energy fields in the home, it's important to cleanse the overall energy. Invoking energy into a home before it's cleared is like picking up beautiful bouquet of flowers but then putting the them in a vase filled with old wilted flowers the reason why rooms need to be cleansed is because the energy becomes stagnant and this stagnation affects the health and well-being of the occupants energy particularly becomes stagnant in the corners of a room because energy travels in circular spiral movements which preclude corners it also becomes stagnant if illness or negative emotions have been experienced in that room so you first expand your own energetic field to fill the room that you're working on with full deep breaths. Then you offer prayers for the help that you will receive for clearing the room and then circle around the room and just let your body feel if there's any areas that feel sticky with energy. It's important to consider a method of purification that works for you and you might have seen 
oh, say, rattles or a bell or sage smoke or candles or maybe even singing or opera music on your stereo. These are the things that feel uplifting. And when you are really looking around each room in your house, you want to feel the energy in that room, feel the energy in everything that's in that room. And you want to move or break up anything that feels stagnant. This is a perfect time when you'll realize that there's some things that you've left on maybe a bookshelf or whatever, but when you're really looking at them, you think, you know what? That just doesn't work for me anymore. So when you're looking around each one of those rooms, just go ahead and take anything out that isn't working for you and go put it by the front door so that you'll be able to deal with it when the time comes. This is also the time that you might want to reorder things in each of the rooms to match that Bagua Square, the nine sectors of the Bagua Square. The thing for me that's always really important is in each of my rooms, centered on the entrance area, I always have something in every room in that top right quadrant that reminds me of relationship. To me, that's the most important thing in my life. And so I always want to remember what I have to give thanks for in my relationship with my husband, because we all know that sometimes it's a little bit harder than other times. So for example, in my recording studio, I actually have two matched Venetian masks that we got on a trip to Venice. They're wonderful, wonderful masks, and they're up in that top right-hand corner in the room that I plan on being in during the View from the Bay episode. There's a couch in that corner, but behind the couch are all of our scrapbooks for all of our trips. So those are the sorts of things you want to think about when you're reordering your room, and you may want to move some stuff around. You may want to try things out so that you have things in, say, the abundance corner or in the relationship corner so that if things start to go awry in those areas of your life, your subconscious actually knows to look up and to the right in any room or on your desk, for example, and will see something that reminds you of your relationships or up and to the left and you will see something that reminds you of abundance and prosperity. That's the idea here. Now the next item for an energy clearing is invocation. After your house has been cleared of all the stagnant energies and you've moved things around so that they really resonate with you, if you're using the um, nine square Bagua grid to base your uh, where you place things in your home or on your desk or your office on, then you want to fill your home with radiant, happy energy. This is when you're consecrating your house to your intention. You want to call or invoke energy into your home after you've cleared it out. Now, again, using the flower vase example, not doing that would be like cleaning the flower vase but never putting fresh flowers into it. You can call the energy in with the same sort of tools that you used in the previous work, but for but using your intention. So, for example, you're calling in energy instead of clearing out energy. 
often people use a bell to break up stagnant energy and then use the same bell to invoke energy and spirit. A drum can be a powerful device to dispel stagnant energy and then invoke a healing energy into the home. You need to consider methods that might speak to you to call in energy of your intention into the home. You're sort of calling upon all the energy and healing and love in the universe to come and light up your home. Often um, people will take a candle and once a room is cleared they'll light a candle in that center area of the home and then bring the candles to each room as they go and dedicate the room with the light of the candles which I think is a nice technique. Um, you need to consider the methods that might work, work for you and again this may sound like new age, woo woo, you know, whatever, but you know that there's some music that just absolutely lights your fire. For example, you know sometimes when you'll walk into a house and you know that somebody you love is already there, you can feel it in the air. This is what we're aiming for. So let's say that the energy that helped you clear the space out was opera. Okay, and then maybe the energy that's going to help you to fill that with um, with this crystal clear invoked happy energy might also be opera, but it might be more, you know, a, a aria, whereas the other one was more sort of like a deep thing. So think about what you are going to use to invoke and clear out all the energy in your house. Now, as you know from my book, I constantly harp upon using music and an iPod when you're doing clearing. I think that when you're doing a feng shui clearing, it's often best to just blast it on the stereo. But if you do do that, you want to make sure that everybody is cool with it. Um, otherwise, you can just do this with the iPod on and absolutely really radiate out that energy and clear every single bit of that home. Really make it consecrated to your energy. That is incredibly important. Now, you want to, the last thing you want to do, you want to set the intention. When each room is completed, the energy is sealed. Often people will use salt to seal in the energy and sort of cast a circle around the perimeter of the room. Again, this sounds sort of new age. Another example is sprinkling water around the perimeter or beating a drum or wafting sage. These are all methods that have been used by native peoples forever and ever and ever. The idea being that you are reminding yourself that you have cleared this area and that you filled it up with this amazing energy that you have set your intention in. One way, one way to set that intention is to write down clearly on a piece of paper what the overall intention is and then an example might be to fold the paper and place it in the soil of a new house plant near the roots so each time you water the plant you reaffirm your intention. Of course, if the plant dies, this doesn't say anything about your intention, but it, it you should be paying attention to it because plants absorb energy from the house and are sort of in a bellwether for your actions with respect to your intention. Did it die because you paid too much attention to it? You're overwatering it. 
then you need to stop trying so hard. You need to let let the universe do its work. Don't push. Now, if it died because you neglected it, perhaps you're not putting enough daily attention towards your intention. So that's one of the things that you can do to remind yourself of this intention every single day. Now, this might have been a little much on feng shui and energy realignment, but I did want to get it all down so that if you were interested in really digging a little deeper into this area, you would have a place to turn to. Um, I would suggest Tara Catherine Collins' book, The Western Guide to Feng Shui. Her school is wsfs.com if you're looking for a book on this area. But in general, the bedrock idea here in starting your fem-powered life is a commitment to no clutter. If you're cluttering up an area, then you have items and dead energy that are just not working for you. You know, we've discussed this a bit, but one of the main tenets of feng shui is that if you haven't used something for a few months or it doesn't tug at your love every time you see it, it shouldn't be out on a shelf. It's a dust magnet. Doesn't matter if it was given to you. Doesn't matter if you're afraid that somebody might be upset. If you get rid of it, it's time to really think for yourself and surround yourself with stuff that you absolutely love and adore. You don't need to do a full energy clearing if you don't feel like it, but I wanted to make sure that you had a method to do one if you would like to make this part of perhaps your spring cleaning ritual. It does take a while to do, but I'll tell you, it just feels so amazing when you really clear and then bring in the energy in your house. Even if you aren't at all new age, whatever, I believe that you will feel a difference if you go about doing this. I think I mentioned at the very beginning of this podcast the idea of walking into a room where there's been an argument and you could feel that energy. Well, that's what we're made up of, you know. Our whole system is just energy. You know, we have an electrical charge to ourselves and we will give it and receive it from one another. So make sure that you really are congruent with that energy that you are surrounding yourself with. I hope you enjoyed this podcast on feng shui and energy realignment. I would love to hear from you if you have any suggestions for future podcasts or if you have any questions, please email me at sandy, S-A-N-D-Y, at beabondgirl.com or you can call our listener feedback line at 206-350-3537. You have a great day and I look forward to seeing you here again soon. Bye!
Dear Bond Girl is neither affiliated with nor endorsed by Eon Productions, Sony Pictures Entertainment, MGM Studios, or United Artists. This podcast is copyright 2008 by Double O Productions. All rights reserved. Fempowerment and Fempower are registered trademarks of Double O Productions. For more information, visit BeABondGirl.com. Our goal? To build a better world, one Bond girl at a time. Thank you.